from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Actually, a little sad, to be honest with you. I know this is old news, but uh, we're f- kind of bidding a farewell to one of my favorite bands from the Milwaukee music scene, Solo. Now, granted, they broke up a while ago, but they have some farewell shows coming up, and I thought we could talk a little bit about the legacy they're leaving behind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that they had the farewell shows, because this was announced like a month ago, I think, uh, that they were done, and it kind of was, the, the writing was on the wall, essentially. Uh, Jake uh, and Sam from the band uh, both don't live in Milwaukee anymore. It's really hard to kind of keep a band going when you have members with careers <laughs> and, and other, you know, other lives and responsibilities. Uh, but, you know, so this was announced a bit ago, and I thought yep. that was that. So they're coming back doing two shows at Cactus Club, including one that's an all-ages early show, which is really cool to see because it'll be a chance for fans who are not 21 to be able to see this band one last time. A band that I think will have an impact in the, in the music scene uh, well after it's, you know, gone. We talk about this a lot. Like, does the city have a signature sound to it? And there's something kind of uniquely uniform with the going back as far as the Violent Femmes, looking at artists like Brett Nisky, connecting them to artists like Solo. There's kind of this, you know, almost like fun tongue-in-cheekness about Solo that felt uniquely Milwaukee. They didn't feel like they could be from anywhere else. Yeah, and, there, you know, I think it goes into the, the lyrics and, you know, talking about kind of self-doubts and anxieties yes. and, and very much kind of coming-of-age sort of material that I think is is something that connects Solo with Violent Femmes, with Brett Nisky, is this kind of you know, the anxieties of growing up and, and right. coming into adulthood and doing it in a tongue-in-cheek way that kind of uh, softens the, um, the the deep fear yes. <laughs> that's behind that. I mean, I think that makes it relatable. It, it helps people who are listening to these songs who've gone through these their own processes and their own challenges to kind of get into the material because it's done in a, in a kind of a light toe-tapping way but really touches on some serious themes that's really kind of weighing and on many people's minds and, and hearts. And they did leave us with some great material. I mean, my first introduction was uneasy, but I mean, you look to their second to last album, Nosebleeds, which was one of the best records of that year when it came out. And I thought, can they even pass this up? And then when Cheer Up came up, I thought for sure, this band's gonna be like the Milwaukee Weezer. They were gonna go and take this sound and just, they, they went on world tours. I mean, they were really doing it, but again, that's how bands go, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they sometimes they they end abruptly, but they do leave a legacy. And I think that ba- this band in particular, what makes them so special is they weren't one thing. I yes. think people un- unfairly will look at the Femmes as one thing, yes. and the Femmes, of course, is a very interesting band that has a lot of different kind of shapes, very and textures, complex. Yep. very complex. But people will be like, we're st- that first album was so successful that yes. there's a lot of casual fans who just only remember that sound from that first album. Yep. Uh, Solo uh, really grew a lot as a band too. Um, I mean, I remember like they you know, Spin did a little write up on them when they had that song, uh, OMG STD, Perfect. you know, which was, you know, a very kind of like tongue in cheek, kind of playful, cheeky sort of thing. That was like 2015, but in Nosebleeds, it really like, you know, they had like horn sections and it was just really kind of this really ambitious, wild, sprawling sort of listen and cheer up kind of, was the middle ground between yep. those two. It could be punchy, but it could be really ambitious as well. Um, and I think that was a perfect way for this band to end. I'm sad to see them go, but they really ended on a high note with that album. And I'm so glad they'll be able to do two final shows before uh, bidding farewell. And it's so, like you said, so smart and so solo of them to have two shows. An all-ages show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So cool. Amanda Huff, Whips, involved in all of these shows but uh at cactus club too there's no better way to experience a solo performance absolutely 
Coming up next, we're going to talk about getting ready for holiday shows. Get out your milk and cookies, kids. We're talking about ho-ho-ho holiday classics coming back to Milwaukee and some new not-to-be-missed holiday spectaculars. That's next on Tap Tip. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Well, Piet, it's already that time of year. Target has got Santa Clauses all over the place. <laughs> yeah. People have not even cut the turkey yet, and we're already talking about what your favorite mistletoe jams will be for the end of the year. And we're looking at holiday concerts that are coming back to the market. Many of them are ones we've seen before, but there's some new unique ones that I think are very good for the tapped in segment. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is back. Uh, Manhattan Steamroller is back. Yes. Uh, you've got uh, Brian Setzer who comes through once in a while. He's Pretty back regularly, too, yeah. regularly. The Colors of Christmas Tour is back. Uh, Phil Vassar, who last year did a, a Christmas show. That's right, yeah. Also back again also with back another again. Christmas show. Of course, yes. Um, but there were three that really stand out to me uh, from artists who have never done holiday shows here. Yes. They look really interesting. And I, I want to give a heads up now, even though it's just November 1st, because, uh, you know, some of these shows might sell out. Um, so you should probably get those tickets soon if you really want to see them. Um, let's start with talking about um, the first one, I think, is uh, J.D. McPherson. This is so cool. Uh, yeah, November 28th um, at Turner Hall Ballroom. So J.D.'s got this new album, Socks, which in itself is a clever, clever title for a Christmas album. It's a little boy opening a box under the Christmas tree and it's just got socks in it. That's the most Christmas thing ever. <laughs> right. I can't even tell you how many times I've been disappointed with getting socks as a child. And now as a dad, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Like if you get me some <laughs> Star Wars socks for Christmas, I'm a happy guy. But JD has this interesting career arc where he kind of started off as this rockabilly guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got a little bit smarter and a little bit more black keysy with the yeah. last album. Yeah. And so now I, I've, I've gotten to hear some things from this new record. And I have to say, as far as Christmas music goes, I'm really into this. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting too. And and you know, these are uh, original songs. These are original Christmas songs. So it's not just strictly a covers Christmas right. covers album, which is what pretty much everyone does. Almost everyone. Uh, does. But he went ahead and did like a, an original Christmas album. Um, so I think you can expect those uh, original songs uh, in the set list. Although there might be some some cool mm-hmm. Black Keys ish rockabilly covers too. Yeah. Now John Legend is also coming to town for a special holiday. Uh, gift to Milwaukee and he's the kind of guy who I would say he this is going to be like a contemporary version of that like classic Nat King Cole Christmas yeah I would think so too you know John Legend as you may have heard he, he finally completed his EGOT uh, he was always kind of destined to do it. He did it, uh, <laughs> he did it earlier this this fall. He done did it. Yeah, and I think he was one of the youngest uh, people mm-hmm. to do an EGOT and the first uh, African-American man to, to complete an EGOT, uh, which is uh, the acronym for if yeah. you get an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Didn't Quincy Jones do that? I don't think Quincy Jones got an EGOT because oh. everyone was saying this is the first one, which is kind of insane. That's incredible. I Where, just always assumed Quincy Jones did that. I don't know. We'd have to check. He I, he did not get an EGOT. Maybe I don't a know Tony? Which, he didn't get a Tony? Maybe he didn't get a Tony. We gotta that get makes that, sense. We got to get that Quincy Jones. Broadway we know Emmys on. and Grammys and yeah. Oscars, but yeah, yeah probably yeah, didn't probably get the Tony. Probably not the Tony. All right, there you go. Uh, but John Legend did it. So what are you going to do uh, after you get an EGOT? <laughs> You're going to just kind of <laughs> chill with some holiday tunes and get out some eggnog and kind of take it easy. Uh, that said, uh, even though I think you could see this as like, oh, well, he's kind of just coasting and getting and a paycheck. John Legend, you don't get an EGOT by strictly coasting. No. You get an EGOT because you are really, really good. I mean, he's sensational. Yeah, he I is. mean, that's not a, there's no hyperbole in that. But I mean, at sometimes the sensational can be too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he he really, I mean, you again, you don't get a Tony because you, you, you're you not dramatic about it. Yeah. Uh, but 
I cannot help but go back to that analogy I was making about that Nat King Cole Christmas record, which for me growing up was like a staple in the Lee mm-hmm. family household. And I think about, you know, John's got this smoothness about him. He's got this laid back vibe, but he can get really dramatic and he can get really bold, but he can yeah. also take it down. It's kind of probably going to be a nice ride for this Christmas album. Yeah, I think I think so. So yeah, that that album is out now, his legendary Christmas album, and he's doing his first Christmas tour, which includes that December twelfth show at the Riverside Theater, uh, and that's going head to head with another really interesting yeah. Christmas show. Although she'll also have a show the eleventh, so if you want to do back to back, because you might want to get a ticket for the eleventh, mm. it's Melissa Etheridge who's doing this holiday show tour, uh, December eleventh and December twelfth at uh, Northern Lights Theater at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. That's going to be a good spot to see her. I have to say, I. Not not as much of my personal tastes find themselves at that theater, but every time I go there, uh, it, there's not a bad seat in the house. And especially a vibe like this where you want to kind of get into the music and enjoy it with someone. You can hold the, you know, hold your loved one's hands and sing along. It's a perfect venue for her. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like that theater a lot. I agree with you. It doesn't really fit in with kind of what I cover typically, uh, you know, but it's, it's you know, it's a 500 seat theater. Yeah. Every Sounds every seat, great everywhere. Sounds great everywhere. Great sight anywhere. Yep. Looks good. Um, it's so intimate uh, and cozy yes. as well. Um, so it's it's a really great place to see a show. Uh, and I've been really fortunate to see some really terrific shows there. Um, and, and I think Melissa Etheridge, it's very cool that, you know, it could have been a bigger theater kind of approach, but she is doing these these more kind of intimate um, shows there. Um, and so, and and she's just a terrific artist. She's just a really good singer and yep. songwriter. And, a, and I think she'll bring, again, like Legend, like J.D. McPherson, I don't think it's going to be this kind of, you know, coasting on nostalgia and holiday vibes approach. I think we're going to see something really kind of interesting and compelling uh treatments of Christmas songs from her. Now, you know if you listen to this segment, I'm a huge rap music fan and an artist who actually had his first breakout hit as a Christmas song, Christmas rapping, Curtis Blow is going to be here for a hip-hop nutcracker. Now, this show has come around before and uh, I just think it's pretty cool that at this point in his career, Curtis Blow has kind of come full circle and has embraced his Christmas roots to bring the hip-hop nutcracker into the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, so I'll be back at the Riverside Theater. And I think this makes sense that this, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, you might say this is kind of a gimmick. And sure, Of course it is. So was Christmas rapping. Yeah, that yeah, was a yeah. gimmick. Right. And right. that was the first rap record to reach uh, the top, top 10 chart status yep, like yep. that. I mean, that's just totally. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. November 27th at the Riverside Theater. Uh, and this makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, Trans-Siberian Orchestra was the, the rock interpretation of, right. of Christmas material. Uh, it makes perfect sense that there would be a hip-hop presentation of Christmas material. Surprised it actually didn't happen sooner. I think there's obviously an audience for this. I think this is something that, uh, not just with this tour, we might see other rap acts kind of embrace this. You know, will we see a, a Run DMC style <laughs> tour with, with uh, you know, a Christmas and Hollis tour? I would love to see it. Christmas I would, and I would Hollis tour? I would, yeah. yeah, I would definitely buy a yeah, ticket for that. totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check out more listings on our website at RadioMilwaukee.org. Or go to jsonline.com slash music. I'm going to have a list of kind of concert highlights for the holiday season coming up next week. Well, thank you for joining us for Tapped In. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next see time. See you next time.